Welcome to another episode of the SaaS Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Khan, and this is the show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your SaaS business. Today's guest is Dave Schneider. Dave is the co-founder of Ninja Outreach, a SaaS prospecting and outreach tool, which was created to streamline the process of connecting with influencers. Before founding Ninja Outreach, Dave ran a travel blog that did over six figures a year. Today, we're going to take everything that Dave's learned about influencer marketing and teach you how to apply that to your own business. You'll learn how you can find and work with influencers in your market and use those relationships to grow your brand and generate more leads and customers for your SaaS product. And with that, let's bring on Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here, Omar. Now, I gave the audience a brief overview of your product and business um, but let's talk a little bit more about your background. Uh, how did you get into uh, building this this travel blog in the first place? Uh, it's a bit it's a bit of a long sort of convoluted story. Uh, I guess uh, if, if we're going go way back here pre 2010, uh, I'm at Harvard. I'm a college student. I'm a math major, and I'm thinking about my next steps in terms of career. And I ended up getting a job at Capital One, which is a finance uh, sort of finance company in the U.S. Uh, as a business analyst, and I moved out of D.C. with my girlfriend. And the both of us were working corporate nine-to-fives, which I'm sure your audience can relate with uh, pretty heavily. Uh, and, and similarly, you know, we, we felt that we wanted to do something a little different. We didn't really feel very fulfilled in our work, and uh, we wanted to, to go travel. Uh, so we planned a two-year backpacking trip uh, around Europe and Asia. Uh, and we said we're going to work for two years. We're going to save up as much money as we can. We're going to pay off our debt. Uh, we're going to plan our route, and we're going to get going. And we're also going to start a travel blog because why not? You know, it's a way to kind of keep friends and family in touch. It's a way to maybe earn a little bit of money on the road, get some sponsored trips, and also just gives us something to be productive while we're on the road. So we started this this travel blog. Uh, it was about February of 2012. Uh, while at that time I was still working uh, and we were just kind of doing it on the side, nights and weekends, designing it, writing content, guest posting, doing all the things that kind of first time bloggers do. And then, you know, after a few months in September, uh, when we finally set off on our trip and we were kind of live, uh, that's when things started to kind of get interesting. Well, I would say first time bloggers don't do that stuff. I mean, first time <laughs> bloggers probably write like, like me, I'd probably write like two blog posts and then forget about it, right? Because it was too much hard work. But you, you put you put a lot more into it. That's true. I think uh, I, I, you know, we we had the the vision from the beginning that we were going to try to make some money from the travel blog. We had no idea how much we could potentially make. Honestly, if we we thought if we could make maybe a few thousand dollars in the first two years, that would be uh, an extreme you know help to kind of our savings and you know our, our traveling through Asia. So we did kind of approach it like it was going to be a business up front. And as a result, you know, we were reading all the all the articles you know from Neil Patel and people like that to try to understand what you should do as a first-time blogger to get traction. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Neil um, was a guest on episode four of this show, one of the very first guests. And he's got that um, that million-dollar blog challenge going on at the moment. Have you been following that? I have. A post just came out today. Uh, he's trying to get, I think, was like a hundred grand a month or something from his nutrition blog. And he's already... <laughs> 
he's already up to like 100,000 Facebook likes and tens of thousands of visitors a month. It's only month two. I'm trying to follow along with how he does it. He makes it seem so simple and I'm just kind of banging my head against the wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I, I saw that this morning and I was like, how did he get to 100,000, you know, uh, likes in, in, uh, just two months. So anyway, let's, uh, get back to the topic for today. So, um, let's get started. And, uh, do you want to just give the audience a, a kind of a quick overview of what you're going to cover today? Yeah, absolutely. So what I was thinking about talking about is firstly influencer marketing, you know, which is a term that some people might be familiar with, but, but, um, I suspect many do not. And then we're going to get into, you know, how do you find influencers, uh, ways to partner with influencers, uh, pitching them, and then finally talk about some software success stories, um, from other, you know, great software companies who are doing influencer marketing and really kind of getting traction from it. Um, but before, you know, we get into those bullet points there, I want to talk about kind of like the age that we're living in a little bit, which is, you know, the age of the smart consumer where people know how to do research now. They know how to look for recommendations. I went on my Facebook recently and literally I think it was the third one down. My friend Jackie was posting, hey, every time I go on to Craigslist, it's a scam. Uh, you know, how do people find apartments? I must be missing something here. And she's looking to kind of find an apartment in Cambridge. And this is kind of, this is what people do. This is their sort of gut reaction when they need help. They go and ask people that they, that they know, um, people that they can trust. And often this is friends and family, but the scope of, of knowledge of friends and family is, is only so much, right? So who are the other people that they trust? You know, uh, when you can't just go to friends and family, people go to retail sites, they go to brand sites, but they also go to blogs and they go to social media like Facebook, um, you know, groups and forums, YouTube, LinkedIn. These are the communities where people kind of want to throw out, um, you know, uh, questions and get get real answers. And, and this is kind of how they make their purchasing decisions. So this is essentially how we get into influencer marketing and, and what it really is. And. Influencer marketing, I think of, is really a marketing channel. Think of it like paid advertising. Think of it like, um, you know, outbound email. It's a marketing channel where the really the channel is, you know, a blogger or a social media enthusiast. You know, there's this sort of juxtaposition where I'm sure many of us have been in a situation where you see tons of bloggers, journalists, social media experts, and they have this, they've attracted this large audience. They have, you know, people commenting, engaging with them. And then there's kind of us in our business and we're kind of just get, trying to get off the ground. And we've been putting a lot of focus into our business and our product and providing a good service. Uh, but we haven't had as much time to really kind of generate an audience. And that's where we think, you know, is there a way that we can leverage this combination to really benefit, you know, both people in a way that is almost like a shortcut. You know, I, I sometimes say that the, the quickest way to go from zero to 60 in a car is to hop on a car that's already going 60 miles per hour. You know, can I just kind of onboard with somebody else there? Uh, and, and that's really what influencer marketing is. And there's a great graph from uh, HubSpot where they talk about inbound uh, versus outbound marketing. And, you know, HubSpot, a uh, great software company based in Cambridge, they're all about, you know, inbound marketing, which is, uh, 
how do we not kind of interrupt people in their regular day when they're not really looking to make a purchase? But, uh, you know, how do we kind of just situate ourselves uh, conveniently where when they're finally looking for, for the software that, that, that they're looking to kind of buy and, and help their business, we're there. You know, how do we kind of appear there? And that's things like SEO. That's things like uh, press and public relations. But it's also influencer outreach. That's, that's really kind of what, what this is about. Um, so if you can kind of understand influencer marketing and you, you can kind of understand that, that there are certainly some benefits to, to this marketing channel, um, you know, why is influencer marketing good for, you know, software companies? You know, what, what makes it good for them? Because like all marketing channels, there's certain aspects that make it relevant for certain types of businesses and, and relevant for, and not relevant for others. And there's, there's really two reasons why I really like influencer marketing for software companies. The first is that, their audience is often online or really does their purchasing online. You know, a lot of software is digital. Um, you know, uh, so people, when they go, they, they, they really turn to the web. They're not, you know, they're not going to show up to a brick and mortar store and look to buy software. That just doesn't happen anymore. And influencers, when we talk about bloggers, social media enthusiasts, they're all online. Their audience is online. So that's a really nice um, kind of pairing there. And the second thing is that software businesses in, inherently have a really low marginal cost per user. So it's, it doesn't really cost that much to say, give out a free version of their software, to give away copies, to uh, give a free account to an influencer. And that gives them a lot of power when they're trying to form partnerships, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, I've talked with people who are in the fashion industry and, you know, they want to get their perfume reviewed by a blogger, but it costs a hundred dollars just to kind of ship a bottle and allow the influencer to kind of use it. So this is a high upfront cost of that. So those are kind of the, the two reasons why I really like influencer marketing for software and why we use it uh, for our own business. Um, what is, so now, the, what is the goal with um, reaching out to these influencers? Are we trying to get them to uh, promote our product through some kind of affiliate program? Are we trying to get them to uh, become fans or, or mention the product? What is, or is it all of those things? It's a little bit all of the above, to be honest. Uh, you know, the, the end goal is really not the influencer himself and say, I'm trying to get this person to sort of buy my product, but can I get them to promote me to their audience where they, they mention you in a post, they put you on their resources pages, they do a product review, send you out to their newsletter, they become an affiliate, all these different types of things just to kind of get exposure to the thousands of people that follow them daily. Okay, got it. And, you know, so uh, easy, easier said than done, right? You know, how, how do we sort of go about finding influencers? Because, uh, you know, it's not always that, that simple. And in the first uh, thought process that I'm sure most of us have is to go to a Google search and to type in something like marketing blogs. Maybe I run a digital marketing software. So I'm looking for people that have marketing blogs and their audience is relevant to my sort of end user and how can I kind of work with them? And you can absolutely do that. You can go into Google, you type in marketing blogs and you're going to find posts that are top lists about, you know, top 25 marketing blogs. You're going to find other people who identify themselves as marketing blogs and you can kind of really just go one by one and find them. Um, but 
And this is a great way to get started, but it doesn't scale very well. Uh, it doesn't scale that well in the sense that um, if you want to find 100 or 1,000 influencers, you know, Google is really not the place to sort of go for this. Um, they don't – Google does not organize contact information. It doesn't, um, you know, give you an RSS feed so much. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to start, but it probably won't scale very well. Um, so another thing I recommend is commenters. Um, commenters are, um, you know, if you think about where do influencers uh, really uh, kind of come come out, come out of the woods and, and reveal themselves, it's uh, you know a lot of a lot of us are commenting on other people's blogs. You know, if I write an article and I get twenty comments, those are potentially twenty influencers who are clearly engaging with that content. That's kind of another way to go about and find influencers. Uh, similarly, with commenters, we have you know linkers. You know, linkers are people that they linked to a particular post or website. So uh, as an example, let's say I find an article about blogger outreach um, because that's an, a, a, a keyword and a topic that I'm interested in. I can take that article about blogger outreach. I can put it in a tool like uh, AREFs or, or Moz and find all the people that link to that article. And these are potential influencers who would be interested in maybe working with me because they've clearly expressed an interest in blogger outreach by linking to that post. Um, and, and, and another is, and this is sort of, so you've got Google search, you've got commenters and you've got linkers. And the next is really to kind of go into basically search engine tools, uh, that are really designed to be influencer search engines. You know, one that's really popular and well-liked is, is called BuzzSumo. Uh, BuzzSumo is, you know, a, a nice search engine where you can put in marketing blogs again, and they look for the top-rated content uh, in that in that niche, um, and, and they give you information about the author and, and, and things like that, that you can kind of much more quickly scale your influencer marketing. Um, another one uh, would be basically to go to Follower Wonk. Uh, I'm just talking about some different tools here, by the way. Follow Wonk is a Moz tool, uh, and what it is is um, it's mainly Twitter. Uh, it's essentially a Twitter search engine where you can type in again, for example, marketing blogs, and you're going to find all the people in Twitter who have written in their bio something like marketing blogs. And you can imagine with Twitter, if you've you know if if you're putting you've only got uh, a couple sentences at most to put in your bio. If you're going to you know identify yourself as a marketing blogger, that must be really um, kind of special to, to your personality. You're probably sort of an influencer in that space. Uh, and what's nice about these types of tools is that they bring in other metrics like the number of followers they have, the number of social shares they have that give you some sort of a benchmark as to how influential this person is. Because once you start to kind of move into these different tools like BuzzSumo and Follower Wonk and things like that, it, it isn't hard at all to find you know thousands of people who you could potentially reach out to. Now it becomes kind of the difficulty is how do I sort through them? How do I search them? And how do I kind of 80-20 to find the ones that are you know, most relevant to what I'm looking for and potentially most impactful? And of course, the last one I'll mention uh, is Ninja Outreach. And, if, and this is, uh, you know, full disclosure, this is our software. And it's, just, it's an influencer marketing database. Again, you can kind of put in marketing blogs or any other keywords you're looking for. And basically, uh, we're going to pull up a bunch of influencers, their contact information, and allow you to reach out to them through email. And that's sort of the, the different kind ways. Of, um, what kind of data? What kind of data do you have available in Ninja Outreach, and where does it come from? 
Sure. The data that we have available, we have um, over 20 different metrics that we bring in. Uh, SEO metrics like page rank, domain authority, uh, traffic engagement like Alexa, visitors per post, uh, social shares, things like that. And of course, we have contact information, location, and, and their social media profiles. So we try to bring all that in in one to really kind of uh, just speed up the process. You know, you can imagine how long it would take to go to that diff- you know that website and find all this key information like that. And the way we get that information is is through a lot of different APIs, social APIs, you know, uh, who is lookup, things like that. And we just bring it all together around a single website and influencer. Got it. So I want to try to make this a little bit more real. Maybe we can talk about an, an example as we go through this. And I hadn't, I didn't have anything in mind, but it just kind of made, made me think about this as we talk through this. So, um, one thing that's, that's, uh, taking up a lot of, of my, um, my time at the moment is that, um, you know, I, I just launched a SaaS product as well, which is called PrestoPod. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was built out of my frustration of, uh, publishing my own podcast. Right. I mean, once you've, once you've finished recording, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to do about adding ID3 tags to the MP3 file, um, distributing it to the endpoints like Libsyn. You want to host, you know, where you're going to host this file. You want to create show notes pages. And so eventually we kind of built this product to kind of automate that process. Um, so when I think of, and, and that just launched a, a couple of weeks ago. So if, if I'm sure. thinking about that, maybe as an example here, who would be my influencers? Would I be looking for podcasters who are maybe um, just well-known or have really popular podcasts? Or would I be looking for, um, you know, people like John Lee Dumas, somebody who has a great podcast, but also is, um, you know, building the resources and, and providing the, the tools to help people launch their own podcasts? Um, is that the kind of people I would be looking for with my outreach? Yeah, exactly. And there's, of course, there's sort of levels of of maybe who is who is a good fit. And the the top level is somebody obviously like a John Lee Dumas who who has a podcast, so he can actually benefit from the software. But actually, his audience is, is podcasters to a to a large degree because he does Podcasters Paradise and and other things like that. And there are several other podcasters. Uh, Marin, uh, I can't recall his last name, but he he sort of does podcasts for podcasters. And so if you can sort of connect with them um, by specifically looking for, you know, entrepreneur podcasts, things like that, um, they, if they can then sort of represent you to their audience and say, maybe you kind of, they'll feature you uh, as a become an affiliate or maybe do a giveaway, things like that. Um, absolutely. You can kind of get in touch featured for their audience to then kind of grow your, your company. And in addition, even if they're maybe not doing podcasting for podcasters, because that's you know relatively niche, um, anybody who's still doing a podcast has, I think, the potential to, to, to sort of be relevant to, to the audience that you're looking for, because a lot of people who listen to podcasts get inspired to start their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and therefore, you know, it's maybe not an ideal fit, but it's still uh, something worth kind of going for. So if I were you, I would, I would be looking to kind of uh, connect with people who are starting podcasts um, and, and have an audience that might be doing so as well. Yeah. Okay, great. So great. So, we, so now, have, we, we have a bunch of different tools from the simplest being something like doing a, uh, a Google search to um, sort of gradually a little bit more sophisticated like BuzzSumo, which um, is going to help you, I guess, not to, well, indirectly identify 
influencers, but also relevant content where mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to connect with as well. And then Ninja Outreach, obviously being another tool, which, which pulls this together. And I think the, 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 the main thought that was going through my head when you were talking about this was, um, it doesn't seem that hard to generate a list of influencers. And in fact, I would say that is the problem, right? Because now I can see myself having, let's say, a list of a couple of thousand influencers. Where do I start? Um, how do I make sure that I'm going after the most important ones first, right? So, so there's this, there's this, I guess there's this process of, doing some kind of ranking or filtering or, or whatever to, to sort of figure that out. And I think uh, you, you, I think you mentioned something about that. Is that the next step of the, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, that's exactly, you know, that's the right question to be asking, right? You, you, you sort of understand that finding thousands of influencers, you know, with the right tools it's not that hard, right? But but then but then what? You know, uh, great. I've got a list of a thousand people, but I have no results at that point. So how do I kind of go about and really partner with them uh, and, and make 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 progress here? And you know, just firstly to talk about the concept of partnering with influencers online. You know, it, it, it's really not altogether that different from how you would try to partner with somebody offline. You know, how do you how, how do you get somebody to kind of work with you, right? And it, usually, it's sort of you have to give you have to do something for them, right? So it, the, the one distinction here with influencer marketing is, is there's really three people involved. It's not just you, it's not just the influencer, but it's also their audience. And it's the intersection of all those three that really creates a winning situation. You know, if, you're, if you just give something to the influencer, but you have nothing to offer their audience, well, the influencer doesn't look so good when he kind of presents you to his audience, you know? And likewise, if you just kind of offer something to the audience, but you're not willing to kind of give anything to the influencer, they're not really going to want to work with you. So you know, uh, one way that we go about it, and there's really a lot of different ways, is, is we offer the uh, influencer to be an affiliate uh, as part of our program. And we have an affiliate program, and they're not too, too hard to kind of create. This gives them an opportunity to make money on their sales. Um, and we also offer free access or free copies to their audience in the form of maybe like a giveaway or, or just some sort of competition, things like that. And this goes back to the point where I said of it is not altogether a huge marginal cost to offer, you know, some uh, have some users kind of uh, using the software. In fact, generally, it's, it's a good thing because uh, it gives uh, it's just another person using the software who might mention it to a friend and that friend can then become a paying customer. So it's, in general, it's just, it, I mean, this is why people have freemium programs, right? Um, so it's, it's great to kind of just give away as many as you can, as long as you know you can handle the customer support and things like that. Um, and that that's sort of really kind of the method methodology, which behind you know partnering with, with influencers. But you know, before that, it, it really comes down to sort of engagement. Um, and and I'll be honest, you know, I think everybody's sort of gut reaction is to take that list of a thousand people that you have. And just send out emails, you know, one by one or in bulk and just take whatever comes back. I'll take, you know, 2% of people say yes. And now I didn't do that much work and, and everything like that. And, you know, I, I think at, at one stage or another, we've probably all sent kind of emails in bulk and, and stuff like that. But, but honestly, like if you can take the time to start engaging, you know, with the influencers, um, you'll, you'll go a lot farther. So, you know, the first step is, like you said, how do we kind of rank these guys in, in a way that that kind of um, says this one is sort of worth going after? And 
it's important not to just pick, you know, the top dog right away. You know, uh, I'm going to go after John Lee Dumas because he has the most popular podcast. And if I can get him, you know, whatever There's, I like to think of it almost as if almost like you're working your way up the ladder. Maybe I can get, you know, a, 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 some people of, of somewhat lesser influence to kind of talk about me. And that then allows me to kind of go the next level up and, uh, and kind of say, hey, look, I, I just worked with this other guy. And I think that you'd be a great fit as well. And sort of work my way up to ladder to the point that that you know the top of the influencer wants to talk about you because they've seen all the other people talking about you and they don't want to be sort of late to the game and kind of publicizing this. So it's kind of a little know, bit like the same approach to PR as well, right? I mean, yes. you're not going to get TV coverage or network news right away. You're probably going to start with some local newspaper maybe, and then if the story is interesting enough and you start to build some traction, you could end up being on on network television at some point. Absolutely. And a lot of those large publications like TechCrunch, they they get their stories sometimes from just smaller ones where, you know, uh, hey, I saw this story looked really interesting. It's not that out yet because this, this person that publicized it is kind of relatively small in terms of audience. And they kind of jump on that and they make it a thing. And so it's, it's really like a similar approach to PR. Now, in terms of like the metrics that, that are really matter to you, you know, it, it really does depend on, on kind of, you know, the business and the influencer. And you can kind of, we can talk about follower accounts. We can talk about, you know, number of comments and social engagement. We can talk about traffic. Um, personally, I like engagement metrics. I like I like somebody that has an audience that comments a lot. I like somebody that has an audience that shares their posts a lot because I, I've been in plenty of situations where a very high trafficked website really just did not convert all that well because the audience is just not really that it's not really an engaged audience. They just they just get a lot of traffic from various sources that that kind of bounce, mm-hmm. um, you know, but. Yeah, you know, with metrics, it's, it's really uh, my advice is not to go overly overboard. Basically, uh, you know, pick a metric that that you think is, is sort of relevant and, and kind of rank them that way, and, and then sort of go after them. Um, and that and then that way, you can kind of, you know, start with a, a good group of influencers that that kind of meet your requirements, and then start asking for you know, well, start engaging with them. And when I talk about engagement, I mean. How can we provide value to them? How can we do little things? We comment on their posts, sign up for their newsletter, let them know that we're there. We can tweet their stuff, follow them on social media, um, link to them in posts. You know, it's a it's a process. You're talking about building relationships with people. It's not necessarily done overnight, but once you do get there, once you build a relationship with someone, you pretty much you know you have that uh, for as long as you're willing to kind of keep up a, a little little minimal engagement to make sure that you know. You're, you're still kind of showing that you're there. Um, so it, it can take several weeks uh, to, to kind of start to engage with the influencers. And that's why when it comes to influencer marketing, it's great to really think ahead. You know, it, it isn't like paid advertising where you can set up a campaign on day one and just let it go. It, it is more of a thought process, but, you know, it, it you know, but it has the benefits of, of honestly – tends to be free, you know, it's a sort of, a, it tends to be a free marketing channel and uh, has a lot of long-term benefits. Um, so when you do that, the last, you know, you, you start to think about what are the types of partnerships um, that are going to be useful for me. And, you know, the, the ones that I've highlighted are things like guest posting, which kind of falls a little bit under content marketing and, and influencer mar- marketing, content marketing. They definitely share, you know, they, they kind of operate under the same roof a little bit. But guest posting is when you write on somebody else's website and and uh, and then uh, you, you get to sort of feature yourself to, to uh, their audience. And I've done dozens of guest posts. Uh, another one is giving 
giveaways and product reviews, which I really like, again, because, like I said, the low marginal cost of software. Uh, affiliates is – Tell me what you mean by um, product reviews in the context of an influencer. Sure. Uh, it's essentially saying, would you like to review this product? Would you like to okay. s- sign up for this account and, and write, write a story about us? I really like product reviews because they put your product front and center. You know, a guest post can be about a little bit about anything. And usually you get a link in the author bio and you get a little bit of notice. But when you get a product review, it says, hey, look, we're going to be talking about Ninja Outreach today and we're going to be highlighting all its features and functionality. And, you know, people can ask questions in the comment. You can respond to that. It, it's a really a great way to kind of just be out there. Um, and it works, it can work particularly well for the influencer as well, because more likely to convert sales for them if they're an affiliate. Um, a quick thing about affiliates, uh, I, I always try to get influencers to be signed up as an affiliate, uh, when possible. And I know that not everybody has an affiliate program, but I do think it's, it's a nice investment because when somebody signs up to be your affiliate, they're making sort of a long-term commitment to feature you, not just in the one-off request where maybe you've asked for a guest post or a product review, but they're going to mention you in other posts that they write that are relevant. They're going to put you on their resources page. They're going to send you on the newsletter. They're trying to make sales, right? That's why they, that's why they signed up. So with anything that you do, guest posting, giveaways, product reviews, Always, you know, try to offer an affiliate, you know, program as as well if you can. Um, what, in the lighter- um, what platforms or solutions would you recommend people looking at if they are thinking about setting up uh, an affiliate program? Sure. Uh, you know, I will say that the one that we did was in-house. It was custom because we had some old code that we leveraged. But, you know, the popular ones are things like share or sale, commission junction. And the way these essentially work is they take a commission based off, you know, uh, off of any sort of sales that get made. But what they bring to the table is ease of use, you know, quick sign up, uh, a marketplace where, where people can sort of organically find your affiliate program and sign up and just an easy way to handle payment processing. So, so I, I know those guys are... Uh, uh, pretty well used for info products, but w- would they work as equal- equally as well for a SaaS product? I think that they can. Um, uh, you know, it, you're right. They're absolutely more info product heavy. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, I guess, of, of some great software specific affiliate ones. There's also sort of marketplaces like, like JVZoo and, and Warrior Forum that I think kind of also have, they have their own sort of affiliate things. And, uh, and those also are great for info products, but, but I think they do software too. Okay. And, uh, and lastly, I guess back to, you know, types of partnerships, aside from kind of the big heavy hitters, like a guest post or a giveaway, it's simply asking for things like social media exposure or a link, you know, uh, uh, do, you know, do that all the time. I, I, a lot of, in, in, you know, you mentioned you you have kind of a podcaster's um, uh, software, uh, even if you weren't necessarily trying to get mentioned, you know, uh, in the podcast, is it something that they would be interested in linking to in their resources page? Uh, I do a lot of resource page outreach where you can, Fairly easily in Google, um, you know, using their uh, search operators, looking for in URL uh, resource page, and and then combining that with your keyword, and find a bunch of resources pages for you know podcasters and online markers and things like that, and then say, hey, look, I've got a great resource here. It's my software product. Would you be interested in adding it to the page? And we also have an affiliate link. And most people are are, are very receptive to that because that page is built to show off resources. It's really not intrusive at all. Yeah. So uh, just another way that I. 
I kind of like to, to do things. Yeah, that's a great one in terms um, of using the resource page. And I've used that in the past for, for other things. And uh, I give credit to Brian Dean from Backlinko for, for learning a lot of that stuff. And I think he has some great resources there as well in terms of, you know, the types of emails that you can send out to people and almost take it step by step. So uh, we'll, we'll include a link to that in the show notes as well if people want to follow up and get more info. Yeah, it's definitely been sort of one of the ways we've been we've been working uh, things. Um, so you've you know you found a bunch of influencers, you've uh, ranked them in a sort of a particular order that matters to you. You've you've decided up front what is the type of partnership you're going to be going after, and eventually you have to sort of write a pitch. And uh, believe it, or, you know, as easy as it sounds, you know, writing an email to somebody, uh, I've seen you know the worst types of pitches in my day where. You know, I, I had this example here in the slide and, and you know, Donna wrote uh, her subject was her name. You know, I don't even know how that happens. And, the, you know, the English isn't really proper and it's just really kind of scattered and, and things like that. And it's just it's an easy way to end up in the spam folder right away. Um, so uh, I, I certainly caution you to avoid that. Uh, and, and, but there's really not too much to it. Um, you know, personalizing it, uh, you just even, you know, if somebody's got a name, please use it. You know, um, being upfront about what you're asking for. You know, I, I don't like to kind of beat around too much and say, hey, look, I'd like to do a guest post on your website. You know, just kind of call that out very quickly. Uh, keeping it succinct, you know, I, I've had people send me things with just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. And, you know, sometimes we're, we're, we're trying to oversell ourselves a little bit. We're trying to kind of provide too much authority and here's my resume and here's my LinkedIn profile and here's where I was featured. And it just becomes a bit of an oversell, right? So I, I think, you know, keep it, keep it succinct. Um, and then of course, like we mentioned, finding that overlap between the audience, the influencer and the, you know, in yourself where you're providing something of value to everybody and making sure you kind of call that out. So, you know, I always bullet point in my pitches and I say, and this is what I can do for you. You know, we've got an affiliate program that has 50% commissions. I can give you a free year of the license and I can give you several free copies to kind of give away and just make it very clear that, hey, look, I know you're doing something for me and I'd like to do something for you. And and, and this is sort of my best uh, value that I can offer. And you know, a lot of us, uh, if you're bootstrapped and you don't really have money to kind of pay for these types of things, um, this this can be enough. I mean, we haven't paid for any any exposure that that we've had. We we do it all, so just kind of you know, like I said, affiliate programs and free copies and things like that. Um, so the way I wanted to kind of end was talking about a few success stories and making sure that you know people were aware that um, you know people are doing this. This is not some crazy new thing that uh, that I just cooked up today, but that some of the, the largest software, you know, largest most well-known software companies are doing this. Um, you know, one of the ones that I really like is Groove. Uh, Groove is a customer support uh, software. They've been around for. Uh, I think only you know, about two years or so. They have an awesome blog uh, that has some great content. And if you read um, one of their earlier posts, they, they write about um, sort of how they did influencer marketing. Uh, Alex, the founder, goes, nearly a month before we launched the blog, we began building a list of influencers who we wanted to build relationships with. We began engaging with them. Later, once they knew we existed and saw us as contributors, we sent them a small ask. That small ask was... Hey, look, would you mind sharing? Would you mind coming over and commenting? Things like that. Um, it's exactly what we talked about today, Omer, about you know finding a list, engaging with them, and then after providing value, coming up with a small ask. And within five weeks, they had about 5,000 subscribers, which is obviously a huge success story. It's not something that I can – I want to say everybody can replicate that. But this is the methodology, you know, it's in, in, and it can work. Um, 
Another is Buffer. Buffer, also very well-known SaaS application for social media sharing. And they really hit guest blogging very hard uh, in the the early days. And their first 100,000 users, uh, they claim, were acquired in nine months of running Buffer from guest posts. One of their co-founders, Leo, just – I mean he was just – Turning out post after post. And, you know, again, this is a bit content marketing, but it's influencer marketing where you've got to find the relevant guest posts. You've got to find out which ones are going to be the ones that are kind of going to be, you know, going to send me the most bang for my buck. They're going to send me a lot of traffic um, and who are going to be interested in, in working with me. So, he, you know, he wrote like 150 guest posts and, you know, that did, did quite well. Um, yeah, so I, I would add that, you know, I think content marketing is getting so saturated now with just so much content out there. Um, if you want to get a guest post opportunity on a blog that really matters, you probably want to be doing some of the other things that you've talked about and, and starting to get on their radar and signing up for their list and sharing their content and doing a lot of those things before you go and even ask for a guest post opportunity, right? Whereas in the past, maybe you, you didn't have to do any of that stuff and you could just send a mail and and get get a chance to have your post published there yeah absolutely i mean it's you know, especially like you said you know, the the ones that you kind of obviously want to go after are the top publications but those are the ones that everyone wants to go after and because content marketing is so hot right now they get a lot of inbound guest post requests and you know it's the people that differentiate themselves early on by engaging with them signing up with the newsletter that can kind of get to that point and i like to think of relationships almost as a bit like a funnel where you know maybe you know day one is where i start engaging with them day you know day two not literally day two but kind of like step two is where maybe I'll go and try to do a guest post. And if that goes well, day three, I might see if they'd be down for a webinar and just kind of lead myself to some sort of more and more engaging, uh, interactive way to kind of go with their audience and just kind of keep, you know, keep you leveraging that same relationship as opposed to trying to kind of build, you know, a new one, uh, which, which has a lot of, you know, upfront cost, but just kind of how can I get more and more associated and known with their audience? Because when you think about how people buy, it's, it's usually not on, on, on impression number one, right? It's, it's usually when they've seen you a few times. So basically kind of going down that relationship funnel I, I, is kind of one, one strategy that, that I recommend. And I guess also, you know, I should put a little bit of, uh, put a little bit of my money where, where my mouth is with, you know, how have we done this with Ninja Outreach? How is it really going? And I'll say that, we pretty much exclusively do influencer marketing. And it's, it's in partly because, you know, we believe in the channel uh, and, we, and we have this, you know, this nice software that we, that kind of helps us out. But also because we want to be close to the ground. We want to be in the trenches and we want to know what, what's going on and how the field is evolving so that we can adjust our own product. So, you know, quali- qualitatively. I get, you know, emails on a weekly basis where, you know, I have this example here and, and this, this lady said, hey, look, I, I don't usually reach out to help promote products, but I've heard some great stuff about your software from Adam Connell, swears by you guys, will love to participate. Adam Connell is uh, the blogger from Blogging Wizard. He has an awesome blog, certainly an influencer in the blogging space. And this was sort of an inbound request that we received. And, you know, she started writing about us just like that because she trusted Adam and wanted to be a part of it. Um, Similarly, quantitatively, um, I have this, this Google Analytics chart, 
And we launched in January, and that was really when we started to do the blogger outreach and the influencer marketing campaign. You know, a lot of what we had done before that was it was kind of like direct email lead generation, things like that. And you know, we, we essentially doubled our traffic in about a month or two um, by doing a lot of we you know we, we did probably over uh, thirty guest posts and product reviews. Uh, we got a lot of resource page mentions, you know, a lot of social shares like that. And you know, recently, I guess now it's about June or so, and we're up to about. 9,000 or so sessions a month. So we've also kind of continued to climb it and hold it. Um, so certainly, you know, influencer marketing has been working, you know, well enough for us. And I, I believe it, it really can work for a lot of people. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about what you guys, so, so you guys are basically using Ninja Outreach to do your outreach to get influencers talking about an outreach product, right? Yeah, we've um, sort of uh, yeah, built this tool to kind of help sell itself, right? Yeah, so um, tell me more about the product and how it could help people or maybe make this process of doing outreach easier. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the thing about software is it is just that, right? It's, it's software. It's a tool. Somebody has to use it. It's not a done for you service. Um, so, you know, it's not the, it's not the whole, uh, everything's sort of, uh, one and done there. Um, uh, but what Ninja Outreach does help you do is really scale your outreach efforts by allowing you to kind of find and identify the key influencers in your space, uh, get the contact information, get, you know, the key metrics that are going to allow you to, to kind of 80, 20, a bit. And then we also integrate with email to allow you to, to kind of do outreach. Uh, it's not mass, it's not like a bulk send or anything like that. It's not like MailChimp, uh, but to send, you know, one by one, you know, custom templates and, and, and things like that. And, and that, you know, it does significantly save time if you're doing influencer marketing in scale. Now, honestly, you know, I, I always recommend that if somebody is new to influencer marketing and wants to give it a try, I suggest, you know, trying out Google, you know, going there and, and, and running uh, some keyword searches, seeing who you find, um, do the manual work to find the contact information, the first name, things like that, and send them a template and, and see how things go um, before investing in a software because – you know, the software is not just going to kind of do it for you. You need to have the experience and the intuition to kind of know how to, how to really work it. But uh, like I said, you know, for us where we do influencer marketing at scale, you know, it's really uh, for us, it's really a necessity. Awesome. Dave, thank you for taking the time to share your expertise with our audience. Um, I certainly learned a lot from this conversation and uh, uh, I'll definitely start putting some of these things into practice myself. Now, if folks want to find out more about Ninja Outreach, they can go to ninjaoutreach.com. And if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Just shoot me an email, davidninjaoutreach.com. I almost can guarantee to respond in 24 hours. Even if you just want to say, hey, I really like the podcast that you guys were on and that's it, I'll say hey back. <laughs> awesome. Dave, thanks again. And I wish you continued success and uh uh, at some point, let's get you back and uh, talk about, um, you know, telling the story of Ninja Outreach and, uh, you know, how what you guys have done with that. So uh, maybe we can do that sometime in the future. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you for having me. Great. Thanks. Take care.